This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur. Oh, the <laughs> and to add some civilized to this menu, we have Prashant Sareen, <laughs> producer director extraordinaire. Hello, Prashant. Hey, best party way. Prashant was civilized way. <laughs> and just here for my looks, I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Hello, we have scraped the bottom of the barrel on all three counts. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we shall take you to the highway, at least until the highway can, until you can get to the highway, we'll bring the highway to you through Highway on My Podcast. And today we are going... You you almost said, we today we will take you to the highway till the highway can take you. And once the traffic starts, the highway will take you. It will take all really? of us, man. <laughs> I didn't hit the road, it hit me. <laughs> but today we are taking you to what used to be this exotic holiday destination when Delhi was Mayur's hometown. But now Mayur has moved bag and baggage there with his family to Goa. Oh, Bombay se aya mera dost, hey. dost ko salam karo, hey. rat ko khao piyo, hey. dost ko aram karo. Hey. Is, is gaane mein Goa koi zikr hai nahi. Koi ali, hap dilli jai hum kar dege reference tu bata. Bumro, bumro, shaman ko. At least we're singing here, come on, recognize the talent, forget the location here. The city is only 600 kilometers apart, yeah. That's close enough. Uh, close enough. Our list is the So since we are going to go to Goa, where Mayur already is, as we record this from the comfort of our homes, Mayur, why don't you start off taking us to Goa? But before, actually, why don't you, before we get into Goa... Come to Goa, live in Goa, Goa, meri hai. Hai, ta la 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 Rocky... Rocky Sajid, you have a lot time back to the song. Yes, it's Hey, what was that song in the in, in Bobby when the, the father he got his lungi? Oh, you have to go to the house. No, no, no. They all have the dance in the village. Ramagusi hey, Ramoti, this was my work. Even the word is in this one. Braganza, Tony Braganza. Attention from Dilhe ke manta nahi. Galliate sankli sonyachi. Listen, people haven't logged on over here to listen to bad singers. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any food in this episode? <laughs> I wonder. We have episode pura music may dedicate karte hai. Archi sham ke deepak jalane ke bad. Rag make malhar make. Tonya sanchi soliati gange. Abhinandan sekri. As Rocky has said on many highway on my plates, when he bray, bray, bray like a donkey, Very important. Tell us, Mayur, what do you want to start with? Because we've got a world menu. We are going to keep quiet. You talk. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are the Saraswati River dried up. This is the story. And the Brahmins from that area came to Goa. That's why they call the Saraswat Brahmins. Oh. Later they had to move again because the Portuguese were chasing them out. 
Okay. So that is one story. That's why, like everybody then, who's trying to find themselves comes to. Are go. they called something else now, or they're called Saraswat Grams? Still. Yeah. Well, what what is this unchanging story? One time shift kiya Saraswat ho gaya, dusri time shift kiya to Goan hona chahiye tha. Ah, that's true. I I back I back that. Hara. सामने गोन लगा देते गोन सरस्वत ब्राह्मण न्यू कम्युनिटी मयूर जब दिल्ली में था ही वो सब पंजाबी मयूर शर्मा वो गोवा चला गया मयूर ब्रगेंजा है वो मयूरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटरेंटर
I know, and she started this basically by like first going to different, uh, going Catholic and going Saraswat homes. And then she got different, different recipes. And then she started uh, experimenting them and set it up. So it's like really, remember, it's quite... And her husband, her husband also came in and chipped in, right? Ronnie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie, he also yeah. came in and he was yeah. cooking. That was lovely sequence and yeah. they cooked so well and they were... Such a clean kitchen. I was so impressed with how... No, it's it's fantastic. Suzette and Ronnie Martin. Uh, Suzette Martin. Correct. And they had started this whole thing just to make sure that the traditional ingredients, the traditional styles, the traditional uh, you know foods of Goa that were home foods, they don't get lost here. That they sort of stay alive. And this is a problem we have all over the country, by the way, with this sort of quick eating and fast foods. And, you know, we are forgetting a lot of our very traditional foods, which were more difficult. More time-consuming to make. I don't. I wouldn't say they were difficult, but they were more time-consuming. So Suzette uh, does that at the mum's kitchen. She sort of brings back the old flavors of Goa, and what a fantastic job she does. And she was also, I think, one of the first standalone, very clean sort of. I won't say top end, but I'd say upper end restaurants yeah, that really serve very clean, very good, very wholesome, very delicious specialized food and charged a little bit of money for it because otherwise it was just shacks. Yeah, otherwise it was just shacks. This was, this was AC indoor sitting. It had, I think, maybe about eight eight tables inside and there's a lovely little bridge with fish underneath, a little stream going under just as yeah. you entered her. And the her tables place. have all those tiles done in the old Portuguese uh, thing and, and and it continues to be like super, super popular. Well, nothing's over And the cleanest, the cleanest bathrooms that we had seen up right. on our any of our journeys in fact, in our life, until then, in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for adding in the restaurant. In a restaurant, yeah. In a restaurant, yeah. Ghar mein bathroom mere ko saam karne padte, so they are really clean. <laughs> but Prashant, are you there for this show? You know, uh, kitchen? Uh, was this on the first floor and very close to that beautiful church in uh, Panjim? No, 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 this is on the ground okay. floor. So no, I <laughs> it was just it was, it was on this Dude. road. That was, in fact, I remember after this, as we got out. We were driving, there was this um, ground opposite and there was football and ba- uh, volleyball and all happening. And he got off and we like joined the kids playing who came to that the That was a Panjim Beach, Panjim Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Miramar. There tournament tha chal tha. Miramar, ha, Miramar Beach. So it's, yeah, Bum's Kitchen is, is not, you know, North Goa where all the, where all the Bagas and the Kalanguts and all those beaches are. Bum's Kitchen is not there. It's in main Panjim and the really good restaurants in Goa used to be in Panjim once upon a time. And the beaches used to have only the odd shack or two or a nice restaurant in hotels, for example. You know, the Taj is there. They have a great restaurant. Unbelievable food, by the way. Urbano Rego is the chef who's now retired. He still sort of visits the Taj every now and then. He's a legend and he comes out of the Taj Holiday Village and the, the Taj uh, Hotel in... Uh, it's on... Uh, what's Aguada. the name of the beach? Uh, yeah, Fort Aguada. Fort Aguada, And again, one of the greatest locations of a, of a hotel anywhere that I've seen. But Urbano Rego is a legend there. So, you know, people like him are the ones who've kept alive these food traditions that now everybody else is sort of copying and remaking. And people like Suzette, of course, who are also sort of digging into a historical treasure of, of great food. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, that's the beauty of India. Again, I'll say this. It's not just the food of the Saraswat Brahmins or the food of the local people of that, the fishermen of that area or the food of the Portuguese or the Portuguese influence Goan foods. I mean, there are so many cuisines in Goa and again, you know, they're all sort of incredible because of the way India assimilates differences and makes something out of nothing. Uh, so I think we need to keep those alive here. Yeah. Somebody needs to write a book. Mayur, you write a book here. Yeah. 
absolutely i must i must i must i must write a book but, but uh, you know you writes a third book you guys can check out the first two rocky and mayur's books which have won international awards the best food book in the world i have in a plate part 1 and 2 they are available on amazon or in bookshelves so go check it out and you'll be very happy to know uh, mayur and i have just sort of started writing our third book this is going to be our magnum opus it's going to be the big one so you guys keep an eye out for it it will be along soon maybe in 6 months maybe in 9 months or thereabouts yeah so go so go i just i just i just want to say that goa still uh, what rocky said you know panjam great restaurants and now again more and more new restaurants have opened so in panjam panjam is actually one of the clusters of like great eating in in goa uh, and the other one would be the whole anjuna asagao uh, area panjam has a couple of uh, like modern day bistro dining kind of places called the black sheep bistro and the black market panjam has rich classic for for the fish thalis and the whole bunch of fish thali places oi yaar aise kaise bol diya rich classic itni jaldi dheere dheere bolna chahiye rich classic hi aur ab hamari shrotaon ko rocky singh ji batayenge ki rich classic kitna abhi abhi mams kitchen se bechara us wale schedule mein clearly prashant nahi tha prashant chal tu bata goa mein jab tu aaya tha bas you were there i you were there on at least two schedules Which place do you remember that we ate at? Because he ate a he ate a omelette at the bus stop and he had a cup of tea over there for three rupees <laughs> <laughs> while trying to find parking for the car. Actually, actually, the one meal I really relished and I still remember very fondly is when we had gone. I think it was for Homp only, or was it for Jehan? When we had gone on that sailboat Madai, you know? Yeah, yeah. Jehan, I wasn't and there for that. Captain Donde was the person who who had gone, who had sort of what is it called? Gone around the globe, circumnavigated, circumnavigated the globe, and uh, he had taken us out uh, sailing, you know, for a few hours, and he cooked this really nice spicy sausage, uh, like a rice dish, and right on the high seas, sitting on the deck with the waves lapping and the sail flapping in the, uh, you know, in the breeze and. it was just beautiful you know that meal was really spectacular i remember do you guys remember that yeah that, yeah that sailboat experience was really yeah, was quite beautiful. beautiful and look at the irony of that because a lot of the food that is is now enjoyed uh, in goa and actually across india now mm. came in the same way it came right. over the waves first it came with the arabs then the portuguese came and the portuguese brought not only their food and fruit but also influences from wherever they had their colonies so like we said the cafriol came from africa the fejados the beans too came from from brazil and then fruits i was reading i knew there were some of these which were exotic and we explored these in one of our program but cashews pineapples chikus papayas uh, chilies potatoes tomatoes custard apple all this was brought into into goa by uh, by the portuguese bhai usse pehle wa khate kya thi nariyal kya basically goa <laughs> yeah yeah you right Goa has always been about even now in many places as long as you have rice and you have coconut and you have fish you yes, can basically okay. get a fabulous meal out of it with some spices thrown in and Goa has always had its spices Goa curry meat curry Goa curry with fish Goa curry meat curry Goa curry with fish No no but listen before we cinnamon all all of those sorts of spices all of those great yeah, spices South Goa has those they have spice plantations you can go even now when you visit you can do a spice tour and go and see the little elephants being washed and you can go and enjoy a fabulous uh, meal at the spice plantation mm. yeah but let's let's just go back rewind a little you mentioned the circumnavigation of the globe by commander donde he was the first one first indian i think to do it without a 
on That's a non-mechanized motorized craft. This was a sailboat. Right. And it was an incredible thing to do. I think he was like number 140 or 150 or something like that of a person to circumnavigate the globe. And then after that, Abhilash Tomi did it. Commander Abhilash Tomi. Uh, I don't remember his rank. I'm sorry. I could be getting it wrong. And he was training when we had gone there. Abhilash had right. not yet started off. You remember the young man? Right. Uh, right. right. Who right. Commander Donde was training at that time. Yeah. And then uh, it was then the circumnavigation was done by a group of six uh, women of the Indian Navy. Also, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was called the Navika Sagar Parikrama or Tarani. Tarani, Tarani. Tarani. Right, right, right. So uh, it is, I mean, I think that was the that was the documentary that they made. So it was just absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. they did it on the Tarani, that boat. But the first one was Mahadev, Commander Dodi and uh, also Abhilash Tomi. Both had done it on the on the Mahadev. And that's the one that we went on here. Yeah. So that is me. That was a real honor, man. And what an incredible boat it was. You guys remember it when we went inside? The table was like a V-shaped table, and we were like, "How the hell does this happen?" And he said, "When you're sailing, the boat tilts to 45 degrees, so you know the V becomes flat. One side of the boat becomes flat, and the kitchen, uh, the kitchen burners, the sort of electric thing that they had because they were cooking without fire, just in case to avoid a fire hazard. That was on these pivots as the boat used to turn." The so kitchen is what keep it level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> it the, was really quite fascinating. Very it's fascinating. Like, yeah. like steady shot. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a, yeah. the boat is moving, so it just basically it's the so you know what we use for cameras, gimbals. Gimbals too. I was looking like a mechanical gimbal. And I remember uh, one time he was telling us that he had hurt his uh, eyebrow, he had sort of knocked himself on out. some boat during a storm and all. Yeah. And he wasn't able to figure out, I mean, he couldn't see where it was bleeding from and all of that. And then it just struck him that. Oh, my computer, you know, the camera, yeah. <laughs> the same thing that we're using for Zoom and all of this. And so he went in there and he stitched himself up with, with some help from the doctors on the phone, on the satellite phone. Fascinating story. I mean, what an adventure, man. And these are, these are people who really rarely get spoken about, but they have achieved so much. I mean, this is like truly an honor to be on that boat and to sail with the man who sort of is India's first person to circumnavigate the... No, yeah, it's, it's you know, he... Like feet long, that's it. I mean, it's not like a huge boat or anything. Yeah, it was incredible. In fact, he didn't get enough glory, I think. Abhilash Tomi did get a lot of attention and the women, yeah. Tarani got a lot of attention, which is really great. I mean, yeah. they should have gotten more. But uh, it, it's not an easy thing, you know, especially being alone on I a boat going across the, the globe. Yeah. So, Commander, don't they actually open the route for all these youngsters to do these, you know, these amazing things, right? I mean, he, he was the first one to do it. And then it became like possible for the others to also sort of walk in his footsteps. But of course, nothing to take away from Abhilash Tommy. I mean, I remember he was so full of beans. He was just a young lad then. And like an under-trainee, under-commander, don't they? And, but you could just see that this guy could do it. If anyone can do it, he'll be able to do it. And then a few months later, he went and did it. Or maybe a year or so later. And he did it under sail, I think. I don't think there was any motor use. No, it was like purely sail. Yeah, that was all sailing. That was one of the biggest tragedies of this entire stretch from Karwar to Goa and all for me was that I would enter a restaurant and I'd gulp down those three glasses of that Kokam Gari. What was it? Yeah, Sol Gari! Sol Gari! Kokam Gari! <laughs> So that soul curry, where pet itna bhar jata tha, where khane ka mood hi nahi karta tha. Awe, agres, mere piche bol. Soul curry. Soul curry. Ah. So, soul, so, soul curry hi. 
टाइम and they do very traditional primarily hindu goan snacks in the morning so you you get your chai and you get your bonda oh, and then you get like seven or eight different types of bhajis some of them with beans some of them with vegetables and they have the they have the patti the goan samosas all that and they were really struggling that time yeah. they were they were really struggling they, they didn't have as much business as they as they this yeah yeah in fact the young man i think was the yeah. young man was contemplating shutting down because when we were talking to him and all the other people they were like bas ab you know there's no money in this and this is not a good thing and when we ate there i mean the food was just absolutely incredible i mean this is like you know these places this is like a treasure so if you ever go back there just try anything on the menu i am not even going to start telling you what to try anything on the menu and it is traditional these are ancient old recipes unchanged people of that area love it and this is not most of it, i mean there's two distinct services one is the portuguese influenced one and one is just the pure indian gomantak snacks and you've got to try those snacks they are just brilliant and when we ate there we told him we said man don't shut it down here just just keep going and fortunately you know once the show came out and people saw it and you know now everybody sort of put it on the map to go to cafe bosle when you go to goa and uh, the place is doing very well so what's done- a goan samosa how is it different from other samosas the skin is thinner and then the filling and stuff they'll put also it's not just alu that that you put and then the spicing again so nice. but cafe bosle in fact he also now has a full uh, even in panjim he has a ac section and then he also has now indian chinese and gobi manchurian and masala and all. he does he does that also but he's done really well for himself he's got a fish thali place and now he's opened this huge place which is like a 200 seater i think yeah marble granite and stuff and all based on just being able to serve good food next but i mean i'm i'm sure after this lockdown a lot of places in goa will find it hard to recover man i mean i, I think a lot of places all across the country i mean what rocky and i are already hearing is that 30 odd percent places uh, may not uh, even open again we will not yeah i was talking to the founder of nirulas lalit nirula the man who started the legendary nirulas so mm-hmm. he says during his peak he says i'm so glad i've sold it and i'm out of the business he had sold it i think 10 12 15 years ago to that indonesian yeah. company whatever he says we had like 80 outlets with some 2000 employees and in the restaurant business if you have like a three or four bad months it doesn't recover in the next three or four months it will take you a year to get back so for eateries to be shut from march to march probably you know i can't even imagine how many of them will 
fold up for good yeah yeah i mean you have to keep in mind the operating cost of an eatery is you know can be anywhere from like 20% to 50% just operational cost and the profit margin at the end of the day is not very high in comparison to a total expense so let's say an eatery is earning 100 rupees in a month they are actually also spending about 80 85 rupees and they are only getting 15 rupees at the end of the day in their pocket and now with this sort of shutdown and you know this catastrophic situation that's happened that 85 you know maybe 50 of that still has to be spent on a regular basis yeah because you're real estate your you know staff at least for 2 yeah, months yeah. Then, and then you so can't six, six months of shutting down means 300 six months of shutting down means you spent even if you spent 50 rupees a month you spent 300 rupees and if you're earning 15 rupees your profit is let's say 20 rupees a month to recover 300 is you know year and a half year it's a year and a half process where you'll have to start paying those expenses run it again and then recover that money from the profit but you know these are i think real things for all businesses and let's face it frankly i mean places like nirula has a lot of places in the last few years things have been shutting down all over the place it's a yeah. sign of where the economy has been going through a struggle growth has stopped you know there's a lot of crap happening out there and uh, for the last 3 4 5 years places have taken hits i mean 10 years ago it was boom time for restaurants they were opening all over the place that boom but, has- but we've seen so many restaurants like grow yeah like i was just talking about kalamari sorry we just jumping goa from one place to the other by the way you know one thing i was thinking before we go to kalamari i mean from the first time we went to kalamari to i went there recently after ages you know the kids and everyone wanted to go to goa uh, for their for the first time for them so we went and i went to kalamari i couldn't believe it's the same place i said is this the same kalamari that was owned by you know a guy who they said yeah it's the same one i was like dude it's become like five times the size that i remember it but you know when we talk about places in the same breath that like these are food meccas hyderabad delhi amritsar goa lucknow banaras i just think it's unfair to put delhi and goa in that same category because purely size wise delhi and goa are states yeah you know get from one place to the other like banaras is like in 10 square kilometers you'll get like 20 amazing places same thing in hyderabad is a relatively small city goa is so huge so it's not really a city the way we count it like amritsar or others i think delhi and goa should not be counted as cities when it comes to food experiences because I mean, you to get from one part of Delhi to the other, it'll take you a day. Yeah, I don't know. Goa is huge. I mean, Goa is massive. You know, I go down to Goa quite a lot, and I go for my birding, for my bird photography, and it takes me two hours from the airport just to get down to the south of Goa, to the southern edge of Goa. So it's a long way away, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it is it is a big place. It's a big place. But before we can skip the, you know, before we can skip the cafe, mostly, I just want to just sort of. talk about you know there's a lot of use of uh, mushrooms there's a lot of chanas that are used there i don't know what they call the mayur do they call what they call chanas usal they have oh, they wow. sort of make it no, in no, that style yeah he's got like nine different types of bhajis i don't remember yeah a lot of bhajis lot of kurmas lot of teas you know there's the patal there's the sukhi they make like you know different things in different styles the chana masalas the alsana is there so you can try a lot of stuff when you're over there but it is it is just brilliant there yeah. you got to even if you just have the bread and butter the pow and makkad it is absolutely fantastic yeah chai and power and he's also one of those places where no matter when how do you remember even now if i know that he's sitting at the panjim thing and i land up at the porgoram one and all he'll find out and stuff there it is imp- so i hardly ever go there because you no matter what i do i beg them i threaten them i've said I will shut this place down. He's like, "Aap mat aao, par main bill nahi dunga." 
यार पहले क्यों नहीं बताया इवन आई वु टू गोवा नाउ यू नो वाई यू शिफ्टेड देर less difficult for these sorts of places you know which are like staples for the locals yeah yeah they, he's been doing delivery for a while and stuff they're still very popular you're right no these are part addas part just part of that culture you know it's not like a pizza like okay oh that pizza used to be really good but okay theek hai nahi mil raha to kahin aur dekh lenge ya nahi khayenge or something like that i mean this is like you need that chai you need that pav you need that bhaji you need all of those sorts of things right i mean that's what you've grown up on i mean that's so the locals will revive these restaurants will revive quicker i think well i hope so yeah 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 and that's the beauty of goa no we are talking about how spread out it is and how you drive a lot but the beauty of goa still is that anywhere along the way you every locality every panchayat has two or three or four or five of these fish thali places for like 150 rupees or even less if you're vegetarian you can get a beautiful uh, clean healthy organic i mean think all local organic seasonal it's all in there yeah in that thali you get the fish of the day you get whatever sabzis are in season and that's anywhere and everywhere actually goa is one of those places where you don't really need to do fine dining unless you want a specific kind of cuisine you can eat really really well and really really good food for not that much money including seafood including seafood if you're going to go with fish and all it's really cheap here yeah like that dhananjay place that we went to how many that me like 25 rupees or 30 bucks you get two pieces of fish and curry and rice and absolutely fantastic and so two subsidies man that is tell our audience about dhananjay's fish shack now that we are there so it is where and what did you guys eat there sorry i just wanted to you know i just wanted to add a lot of these restaurants that mayur is saying a lot of places won't open up you know a lot of them are designed only for very rich tourists like these nightclub sort of restaurants or the uh-huh. you know the places you go to to dance and have a few drinks in the evening and then uh, you know you have these lights and great food and the ambiance and neither do they support nor do they encourage locals to come in there and you know so they are premierly i mean pretty much exclusively aimed towards Tourist. rich foreigners or rich indians who come from the big cities to go there and and uh, party and those restaurants obviously will take a hit i mean there's nothing wrong with it if if there's a market everybody there should be places catering to all of it but the ones that sort of service everybody that are part and parcel of the landscape that have been serving samosas and small snacks to local people or you know dhananjay's thali which is for the drivers and people like that those places obviously will take a smaller hit i mean obviously you know it's very very clear but the tragedy is that the vibrant food scene of goa in fact the vibrant food scene of india will take a while to recover but i'm hopeful it will recover so yes I, and and that is when the lockdown gets over which is also the time we shall get this foolish foursome or fearsome foursome whatever you want to call back on the road we'll get rockin we're back on the road and hopefully you will be part of the community that will do that write in to get the newsletter wherever you listen to this podcast do give us a high ranking or a favorable review it will increase the community and the people who will discover this and the larger the community the more ambitious our project can be of getting rocking back on the road if you are on a news laundry website listen to this podcast from there there is a link in fact there is a link no matter where you listen to this podcast if you click on that link it opens a form you fill in your details and you will get the newsletter with some behind the scenes trivia photographs of all the places that we've been to and you can also check out some of our old newsletters if you want yeah yeah and and people please do it yaar it will only take a you know few seconds of your time but it will mean that we can keep bringing you this uh, keep bringing you this podcast because that's sort of only gratification that we get out of it is that it does well and a lot of people listen to it and it become number 2 or 3 on the list but you know and it's been in the top 10 for most of its journey 
but just get on and sign sign in and click five stars and tell us more about it but the idea is to get this back on the road when the lockdown lifts and we we do a show which we have always wanted to do above and beyond all the shows we've ever done so uh, yeah so let's get to dhananjay's fish shack so you're saying it's one of the small local type places so prashant when did you guys go there i, I don't remember it or maybe i i just wasn't there we did gone on the madai also okay so i wasn't there for that one yeah that same same trip and uh, it, it, was, it? it was it was we had some baga kalungud road just yeah. off there at the back in a little area where like all the locals and all the drivers yeah, locals to find it <laughs> we were looking for it all over yeah. but we had to ask a few uh, you know taxi walas and but the it's on zomato now so oh great it's made it big and and very simple place it's literally like a shack i mean it looks like just just nothing you know there's just table 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 tables and people is you know sitting everyone is served quickly there's only rice and there's fish curry and there are a few other things so there isn't that much time you need to spend on a menu or anything i mean just you just go for fish curry and rice and and occasionally thatch from the roof that falls down a little bit a little bit thatch curry thatch thali flavored your days yeah but uh, yeah this is a no nonsense kind of place i mean you serve like quick fatafat to khao niklo yeah yeah there's uh, you know if i if i remember clearly the landmark uh, for us used when we used to go there was you take that road uh, that goes into the santiago beach resort and it's a dead end road and you take that road dhananjay will be on your on your right hand side it's a very small innocuous looking road between baga and between kalangut and baga when you're driving from kalangut to baga it's on your right hand side and the guy makes two sabzis two uh, vegetables of the day you know he'll make usal or he'll make whatever he makes he'll make mushroom or he'll make a sabzi or he'll make a fish curry and he'll make his rice and he'll have two or three accompaniments like a chutney or a pickle or a little bit of salad and the last time i went it was 60 rupees for the thali and there was a line in fact he came out and he saw me standing in the line and he was like are you come in front there was a line was of course a lot of uh, sort of people who you know working class people good honest hard working people so i was about number 30 in the line and he came out and he said are ye to mera dost hai isko aane do aage and i was like oh my god they're going to beat me up now and they were all really good humor about it they were like jao jao saab aapka waise itna bada pet hai aapko bhook zyada lagti hogi i was like acha beta tu bahar a they might even have come out but you if you'd called them at afternoon time they would have come out at dinner time because remember goa is also the land of sosigard yeah <laughs> sosigard you, you can literally feel it i think a large part of the everybody says they want to come to goa because they want the beaches and the action and the fun but i think if you really notice like as soon as you land and go and you step down from the plane is like slow like slow motion hammer is like ah that's in so fact, i i don't know whether we mentioned this in the ladakh episode in the jammu and kashmir episode that you know the servers there had told me because even in in le the service is so slow and yeah. even in goa it's so slow now often they are the same people so they said in the summer we come here to ladakh because there are so many restaurants in ladakh like in and manali Ladakh yeah Ladakh and Manali supply a lot of the working force to so, Goa and he said and in winter we go there so that's how our season i said acha so you guys are used to only serving slow so no matter whether i'm in at the service the service in goa and lays eerily similarly slow but i have the <laughs> funniest story of goa this was when i was a young man and i had gone to goa first time with my friends and at that time i don't know if they're still there you know mayur the sweet places which were the portuguese bungalow type stuff that they must have been inherited you know by families yeah they still have the fathers singing the mother and the daughters and the son are serving and cooking and they have about you know eight ten tables so you know have like this band live performance kind of thing so there was one such family with this really you know those matlab murti type things and a fountain in the middle with a little angan 
these uh-huh. not haveli type big bungalows but you could make out these are old places these guys have been living in for a long time and they've just made them into a little restaurant so i'm by the way i have a life threatening seafood allergy so i'm very petrified i carry, carry a anti allergy wherever i'm going and as my friends will tell you i like keep repeating whenever i'm at a place i'm allergic I'm, are you sure this hasn't been fried in the same oil this hasn't so i kept asking this girl who was serving us she was the daughter of the guy who was singing i didn't know that yet so first i kept you know trying to tell her i'm allergic she said what what i said you just ask this gentleman to sing a little softer so i can hear you she is wanting to tell herself he's my father <laughs> i said oh so i was humbled then then she was getting this papad the you know the prawn ka papad ye papad wo papad <laughs> i said has this been fried in the same oil because then i'm allergic so finally she got really sick of me she says you know i think it's better if you go eat somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. I mean, there are some pluses and minuses of being in a family-run restaurant. Yeah, shape your life. Save my life. So that's yep. good for you. You scare the waiters a lot because I've been out with you, and often, and the way you keep going at it, I can die. You understand? No, I can die if you give me anything with fresh or anything. Tell them that you know if they think it's going to rash, it will be okay. Okay. Now, you have told everyone. Now, all your Now, all your political rivals will be putting prawns in your food. Easiest way to get rid of you. Almost like palpitating. Yeah, he can't. Prawn has come here. So, so let's get back to the beautiful Goa and uh, Kalamari, which is one of my favorite places there, purely because it's bang on the beach. It has a really elaborate and big menu. It has an, you know, it has an environment and just just this ambience and atmosphere of fun and revelry. If you sit on the table there, that's what I like about Goa. You take a table; it's not fada fada niklo. At least not these kind of places. You keep sitting and you're there for three, four, five hours, which is why Goa has that I think quality, which even though it gets overcrowded during the tourist season, it still has an attraction, which I think will not go for for a while. Yeah, and Kalamari became really, really popular. I mean, like. Last active season. I mean, forget about sitting calmly at a table. You'd have to climb over like seventeen other people to get to even the position Rocky was at. Dhananjay, which was number thirty. Yeah, dude. I saw when I went. They have like guards outside. I was like, earlier we used to drive right up to the shack. They said, "Nay, bahar kado. Under if you go, the car can't come out." I was like, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it's become a matter. There's a candlelim. It's candlelim, right, Mayur? Candlelim. If I remember. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Kalamari is in Candlelim, and it used to be a beautiful shack and one of the bigger ones. And the USP was that you could have a shower, yeah. so you know you could get out of the sea because when you're bathing in the sea and you come out, you get all salty and sticky with your sweat. And if you can have a shower, that's a big thing. So Kalamari sort of introduced that in a big way, and they advertise it in a big way. And I don't see why many other places haven't done that yet. अब नहीं बहुत है आई डोंट अभी जब मैं गया था कालामारी के आसपास तो आई सोच लाइक फोर फाइव शैक्स पहले एक ही होता था उसके लेफ्ट पे अब तो विद शावर्स पता नहीं शावर बट नाउ देर लॉट ऑफ प्लेसेस ऑन दैट स्ट्रेच आई डोंट दैट शरी चेंज्ड यार द फर्स्ट टाइम आई वेंट टू गोवा विद माय फ्रेंड्स वाज इन 1984 यू नो इट वाज अ ब्यूटीफुल ट्रिप आई रिमेंबर वी वर ऑल सॉर्ट ऑफ वेरी यंग मैन एंड वी आई वाज इन क्लास 10 एंड वी हैड गॉन विद अ स्कूल गैंग एंड वी गॉट आउट ऑफ अगुआडा व्हेयर वी वर लिविंग वन ऑफ आवर फ्रेंड्स फादर्स यूज्ड टू ओन वाज टू वर्क एट द ताज सो हीड बी वी वर लिविंग देयर and we had to walk to kalangoot and that walk oh. was terrifying in the evening because there were jungles on yeah. both side yeah thick forest i mean you go there now there's not a single empty plot both sides just restaurants and restaurants and hotels and places to stay and roads and by lanes there was nothing we walked an absolutely empty jungle and then somebody on a sort of moped stopped and he said are it's not safe walking here at night there's a lot of wild boar you'll get attacked and all and we were like what to do now we have to go and eat here We didn't have money to eat in the town. कोई बात नहीं हम लकड़ी और आग लेके आए हैं 
एस्ट्रिक्स और ओब्लिक्स की तरह यहाँ पार्टी होगी माइंड बोर के साथ so we walked there and of course there were ghost stories and all that stuff so it was a lot of fun but that was the first time and from then on i've been to goa every year of my life for some reason or the other it's been what 36 years now even this year i've been to goa once so 36 years i've not missed going there i've been there at least once and it has really changed i mean 36 years ago it was a nice beautiful empty quiet area with very few restaurants but kalamari you must try the i love the jacket potato there they do it really well and i love the lamb chops because it's one of my favorite meats so i highly recommend those two at kalamari yeah right great burgers great cocktails great drinks they have live music they have a shower you can sit down and you know either inside or if it's a pleasant day you can sit outside in the evening you can sit uh, in the in the sand they're just a fabulous beach shack but expensive again i mean compared to the other beach shacks they're a little more expensive but i think it's worth it okay. but uh, you know you have to check it out and they're very very popular all thanks to us yeah, yeah. <laughs> why can't we take credit now i also you know just in passing because the young man who used to run it reggie had become a good friend and you know he he passed away a little while ago very unfortunately but yeah so you know big shout out to reggie wherever he is and uh, it's it's a good place he was yeah he he made us made us shoot so good when i in fact read about that i was really shocked but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was one of our happiest uh, shoots also remember we like yeah, we sta- sang we were like standing there clapping the gaane wale did did rocky like screw everybody by singing there yeah yeah remember? totally totally i remember reggie has some very cool dance moves reggie's favorite song used to be i won't sleep alone my vibes not at home <laughs> come to go i stay go i won't sleep alone ore ore <laughs> so yeah you know uh, now i'd like to just quickly swing to another place that i really liked and i don't know mayur can tell us if it's still around my favorite meal is breakfast by the way guys it's it's my main meal of the day that's the only meal i really eat the rest i just don't care what i eat for the rest of the day and we went to this place called leela's cafe i don't know why we discovered where is an accident where rocky rocky used to go and eat there all the time it used to be on the baga creek road and rocky had gone and visited and eaten a bunch of times he dragged us there so but my what a lovely breakfast they had amazing ham and bacon and eggs and we had a fantastic shoot there i loved the decor it was like pure white uh, it was facing a canal that was a canal right or it was a backwater yeah, yeah, if you creek. if you go to if you went to baga beach and then took a right and went down towards baga creek and followed that little river it used to be on the left hand side and it was a absolutely fabulous location and they used to make their own water buffalo ham and yeah. they used to make a whole you know great croissants great shakes very nice sandwiches brilliant absolutely and he was and, a german guy right or someone yeah, was german in that couple there a couple ingo and elizabeth they've actually become very dear friends also they moved location and uh, they're now uh, in um, near the, the white house the white house anjuna crossing tito's white house thanks bro but but lila still exists or not it well up till last season they they were open they were there but you know they've taken a real hit in terms yeah. of the numbers yeah because that location was just perfect for them it was beautiful and people from baga would come there now tito's white house is way inside and it's a little more difficult to get to and uh, you know for that kind of food that they had lila's or tito's you mean lila's yeah lila's cafe is now in a place called tito's, tito's white house oh acha i thought oh acha the place called tito's white house yeah so if you want to find lila's cafe you'll have to go to tito's white house it's a it's in the middle of sort of goa it's a little, you have to drive inside a little bit but the problem there is that going all that way for that kind of food is a problem for most people because it's very light easy food which was fabulous for breakfast or a really cool laid back cafe wasn't the coffee great mayur you're a coffee yes 
the coffee was nice and then we used to go there all the time yeah when we moved because you know that that whole white house area has places where like they have a bunch of restaurants they have kids activities and stuff so we'd be there where, very very often now to you get fancy coffee everywhere but back when we went where it was fancy coffee wasn't very common i remember they had like coffee that mayur yeah, really and there's there's very good coffee places now man the best gelato and the best coffee at least my favorite coffee to have out is is in goa at cream chok ab to meri behan bana leti hai coffee ghar pe yaar wo amazon se order karo sara filter very mummy ka wo jo tamilian filter jo hai usme dalo sala you get better coffee than any other place in the morning yaar Yeah, but how how will you know what is good tea and coffee? Nikhu, here, I na de tu Mayur ke liye chhod de. Do just stick to your. Do Punjabi gaane ga. Britannia cake. Do Punjabi gaane Britannia cake ga. No, but this is one thing about India which is changing for the better. I mean, we have some really good roasters in India now. Mayur, you put me onto one, right? Seven corridors. You told me about. Yeah. It was a different place, so I'm sorry for digressing, but. fantastic coffee sab yeah, kuch but, now a, a yeah lot of... cheese coffee i mean goa has a lady she's swiss she's doing the swiss happy cow cheese yeah. and she does like the 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 whole range brie camembert blue cheese and she's trained you know old school she she learned her craft in a cave in in switzerland or in france somewhere you know they used to yeah. make cheeses in caves and stuff yeah. so you have that yes sir modi ji was meditating <laughs> <laughs> She used to she used to what wear animal no, furs. No, not Modi ji, Sadguru. She used to wear animal furs and uh, make cheese in a cave. Well, I don't know what the animal furs. I haven't asked her. I should. No, that would. He wasn't making cheese in a cave. He was only saying cheese, cheese. <laughs> yeah, in a yeah. Whenever whenever you're in a cave, cheese seems to come to mind immediately. I've seen those photos of Modi ji meditating saying cheese. Uh, but but. Forget that. I want to talk about uh, the roasters here. I mean, we never used to have roasters. Then we got some really good ones. They did one roast of uh, that Ranveer Singh and the other guy. But उनको फिर जेल में लोगे थी मैंने सुना है. They were sent to jail. All India Bakshod का roast. So since then we we don't have enough roasters. We need more roasters in India because people need to get a sense of humor. Yeah. All India Bakshod का लोग बोलते हैं. Please लोगों का roast मत करो. Jail जाओगे. You know what they say? What? Means they have done that. Who came and smelled the coffee and said, "Oh, you only say good things about everybody in India." Uh-huh. So, now, now, now tell us about Britos, yeah, which has prawn balchow and beef chili fry and veg buffered. Why is yeah. Britos back? Back in the old days, in '84, we had a friend. He then went off to America to do his studies in '87, '88, and then we no longer had that friend, so we had to find another cheap place to live. So. <laughs> In Karangood, there used to be a place called Captain Lobo's Inn, and Captain Lobo's Inn was a place where you could live. And then they started doing food in the early 90s, late 90s. And there were only two places all over Goa where you would get reasonable Goan Portuguese influence, quick, fast food. One was Suza Lobo, which to this day runs and gives you nice food. We've been there also. And the other one was uh, Britos. And next to Britos was another wonderful place called Saint Anthony's, but that shut down in the 90s, so most people won't remember it. 20 odd years ago, Saint Anthony's used to be my favorite, but there were three places: Saint Anthony's, Britos, and Suza Lobo in Kalangut. Saint Anthony and uh, Britos in Baga. And now Britos has become an institution here. It used to be a one-room shack, and at 11 o'clock at night, he used to put on rave music and put on these lights, and everybody was thrown out. There were only six, seven people there anyway, and we used to all sit on the sides. 
and dance to rave music all night till like five in the morning in one small room. And there was nobody on that beach. It was absolutely empty. Baga used to be. And now, of course, Britos is about a hundred yards long. If they've taken over the entire beach and they have big rooms and showers and a proper menu and there's fifty and things some, on the menu. And some pretty decent food as well, man. I mean, the, the yeah, food was always the same. Food is all you know. It's quick, fast, go and relax. A little bit of ketchup instead of prawn balchow kind of situation, but but it's very wholesome and easy to eat, tasty food. Yeah, so Britos does really well. Hmm. I'll tell you one. thing i mean it's also now become very uh, famous and very well known so people you know then people are like acha it's overrated no but it's not is the bhati village in nerul and goa hmm. i mean for all this i mean they do a tongue roast uh, you get uh, white bait which is not that easily available so it's a it's a family run place it's a husband and wife that uh, started it now their son he got training in the culinary arts so he sort of runs it for them and that food is very very good I mean, again, me. I just had the mushroom shakuti when I was there, but there was a whole bunch of chefs I went with, and they were like raving about it. So it's it's a really nice place to go for all this food. So speaking of adventures in Goa, uh, remember when we went on that ship, gambling ship? What what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the, the Delta Casino. Yeah, those correct. So the, basically, guys, the Goa Goa government got this very bright idea: gambling is illegal in India, right? But since they were getting a lot of tourists and it was a revenue generator they said you can't do it on the land but if you do it in the ocean then it's no longer <laughs> jurisdiction of what convoluted logic was allowed but you could you took this ferry into this ocean there were huge ships which had several flaws and they had like gambling tables black jack poker or roje gol gol ghumta hai kya kehte hain because they weren't in the ocean they're actually just in the river you can like jump out and swim uh, ah. Into. And then they have these carnivals and they have dancers and all that. Yeah. So we went and did this sequence of gambling over there. I mean, and and typically it has people who have a lot of money to throw. It's quite a tough experience as far as I'm concerned. It was it made a good show. It was an interesting. What? Don't be cliche. Yeah, gambling is a isn't form of entertainment all over the world. A lot of people gamble. I mean, Indians are some of the biggest gamblers in the world. Are Indians? As an experience, I was. But we're just we're just so hypocritical that we won't own up to it. Yeah, we'll be like, "Hum to gamble nahi karte hain. Hamari jo cricket league hai, wo bina gambling ke chalti hai. Hamare desh mein corrupt cricketer kabhi nahi the kyunki hum gamble nahi karte." और गुजरात में सब वेजिटेरियन है और शराब नहीं पीते और इंडियंस आर नॉन वायलेंट एंड वी आर नॉट रेसिस्ट ऑल दिस लाइज इन हिपोक्रेसी शुड स्टॉप यार समबडी शुड स्टार्ट कॉलिंग इट आउट साला बिगेस्ट गैम्बलर्स इन द वर्ल्ड आर इंडियंस बिगेस्ट आईपीएल को देख लो आईपीएल पर तो पूरा शो बन चुका है आईजीएल होना चाहिए था उसका नाम इंडियन गैम्बलिंग लीग बट एंड इट्स नॉट जस्ट आईपीएल दैट्स एन इजी पोस्टर बॉय टू व्हिप के आईपीएल है तो उसको मारो डंडे सारा इंडियंस गैम्बल ऑन एवरीथिंग यार नॉट अ सिंगल फुटबॉल मैच नॉट अ सिंगल इलेक्शन नॉट अ सिंगल नथिंग Where Indians don't gamble, you can pick up the phone and call one thousand bookies, and they'll take your gamble for almost anything. Kal barish hogi ke nahi, uspe bhi gambling stakes honge zarur. I bet that's not true. Is par lagao. Lagi das ki. But but did you guys enjoy that evening? They were serving us like a a Punjabi buffet with dahi bhallas and all. For me, it was just fascinating because we actually had the I think he was the head of operations or the CEO. to have him come and explain all those the bakara and the, i i just thought that was interesting i mean i don't gamble oh it was very interesting but i don't think they wanted to waste the good food on us so da, that's like, true. 
they could have put Arre out yaar, you know good food a plate of... could only order snacks main course to buffet tha everybody had to now nikul no, no. very very civilized they have yes. different levels that you go up to depending on how much yeah. money you come in carrying and they could have put a lobster uh, lobster tail and 500 other things on a beautiful table and we could have gambled and eaten over there Achha. but of course they chose to send us they looked at you and uh, prashant and mayur and they said inko to punjabi buffet mein bhej do you know ऑफ <laughs> Uh, just random. I couldn't believe it. I put it in and I almost walked off. And they were like, dit, 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 dit. and I was like, "Yeah, it's okay, yeah." So, yeah, gambling. करने दो लोगों को लोगों को शराब पीने दो. Not everybody is a drunkard who gets drunk and falls down and beats his wife. There are many people who like to have one beer or something and live their life well and, ha- and harmlessly puke all over themselves. What, what the hell are you talking about? I've seen you have a drink on occasion. You don't puke over yourself. No, no, I'm no, but that is because I hardly drink. But what I'm saying is, back in the day, हमने भी उल्टी की ऐसी बात नहीं है. राकी उल्टी गिनना दिया हमने भी बहाई है और <laughs> मैंने कभी नहीं किया मेरे को कोई शौक नहीं है दारू पीने का आई कीप आई जॉय माई ड्रिंक आई है I make it a point to get drunk at one friend's party every year and I'm a very very polite drunk as opposed to most people. Yeah, he normally giggles and falls all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of Prashant what kind of drunk are you? A merry kind. I start talking a lot. I laugh a lot. I'm very happy. Yeah, like Panik, you didn't tell me. We should have had him fueled up all through the trip, except that he was driving. So. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit of a tough one. There would be a Our lot. Driver, हमेशा drunk रहता है. There would be a lot. Fewer, there would be fewer uh, scarred traffic policemen and policemen all across the country. Yeah, but but those those things are fun. Yeah, I, I think for an entertainment entertaining evening, it's nice for a young couple to land up at a casino and play a little bit of you know. Uh, roulette or whatever the the word that you that round thing is called the roulette, not Russian roulette, just roulette. That's right. Huh. Of course, if it's a casino in Russia, then what do you call it? <laughs> then it's a Russian roulette. Roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Russian roulette is when you have a pistol with one gun, one bullet in the middle, and you rotate it and press the button while pointing it at your head. Do not try this at home. Do Never. not try this at home. Never. Yeah. Ah. But it's a fun place. You know, it's great food. Those are nice locations. Very plush. They'll give you a nice time. There's bright lights. It's a nice place to have an evening. You can also get onto the dinner boats now in Goa. That's one thing that we haven't done, which we should have done, guys. I always miss that. They have these lovely dinner boats that sail from the Panjim uh, jetty, where you can get on and you can, you know, sort of buy a ticket for whatever X amount, and then you sit on top of a boat as it sails down the river and passes all these casinos and all, and you get a nice, nice meal there. So. And now, so they have a few of these rice boats, so Kerala rice boats. They've got them to Goa. Get to Alams. Yeah, yeah. Get to Walla. I mean, it takes you up river, and you spend the night there, and then you eat breakfast, then you eat, I mean, you eat dinner, and then you wake up in the morning, and you come back. You see some alligators and crocodiles. Just they take you up river, they show you, and come get you back. Oh, how lovely! Oh, how nice! Yeah, that's a nice place. Those mangrove forests are very important for Goa, by the way, Bayur. They're right behind your house, and if people yes. keep destroying them at the rate they're destroying them, pretty soon you'll have nothing in your house but insects and mosquitoes. people are very active i mean i i don't know to how effective they can be given the current political method of treating anything that is deemed as opposition but they're very active they're always finding out stuff where 
anything against the environment is taking place but yeah you're right it is yeah, that's, and that's, that's the, very nice yeah goa had so much to offer people thought it was always just about oh the drugs in the beach no if you love birds i mean ask rocky boy you love birds this is a beautiful place to come to if you like just going away from the beach and finding a place where you just have this uninterrupted view of paddy fields you have that you have like seven different types of cuisines great forts, adventure activities some incredible forts forts and if you like staring into the rain go there during monsoon and you'll only stare into the rain because i don't know one of the shows this is another i think in the earlier part of this last decade i think 2012 we had gone there for this and we needed to do one shot you remember yeah yeah and we said theek hai it will stop yes. raining 5 minutes bloody from morning tarke sheets man to late afternoon it did not it did not even ease up for like a minute and we sat sat in the car from like 6:30 in the morning till about 10 or 10 o'clock when we gave up uh, finally waiting for the rain to stop either todo yaar but yeah it's it's i mean it's got that but you also listed miramar in your list mayur what is miramar remind me i'm not good miramar is the beach oh the miramar beach is where we went to for the where we went to to have the prawn balcha for the first time where we went looking for the kafriyal i see okay got it so that was also the time i just like to tell our audience There's this one bridge uh, where we did the peace trip. I'm talking about Mayur. Mayur, you yeah. know the name of that bridge. That time the new bridge wasn't there, yeah. and there was just traffic. Was all the traffic had to come and go on this bridge. So each time Mayur and Rocky start talking, some car would honk, bang, or some truck would come. Which and if this, both of them could not stand on the pavement because it yeah. wasn't wide enough. So one of them had to be on the pavement. One of them had to be on the road, and the road wasn't wide enough for one of them to be on the road and a truck to go by. So it took us a long time to do that peace trip. I'm not telling we got like a patch. but now that bridge has another much bigger bridge next to it i've noticed panjim bridge or lake bhai over bridge when was the last time you came we now there's a huge cable uh, over bridge yeah i've seen uh, exactly what i'm saying is now there's a big bridge there now yeah. but when we had gone done that piece that was the only bridge yeah yeah but that's the whole thing we had done it in 2007 2008 that's 12 years ago and there was hardly any traffic now if you i mean it used to take an hour and 20 minutes to get from the airport to to kalangud to baga and all those areas to north goa now it doesn't take you anything less than 2 hours if you're lucky i mean it could take you longer because there are massive traffic jams mayur am i right i mean uh, is it still as bad nowadays no but uh, yeah <laughs> nowadays in, <laughs> in season and stuff there are there are some places uh, one is like you said that whole panjim bridge because that's still even with that big uh, bridge it can still be a, a bottleneck and then um, you have that whole uh, kalangur baga area you have the uh, mapasa area so there are some places yeah where if you get stuck in traffic then uh, goodbye but it's it's still pretty good yeah like you can still do 15 20 kilometers in as many minutes uh, in goa tooling yeah. around it's it's fantastic and there are some listen why aren't we talking more about food i want to talk about food yeah what am one of my favorite places in the whole country to eat in is in goa it's called the house of lloyds mm. ah, we haven't been there but yeah house of lloyds will give you the best barbecues anywhere i mean they'll give you incredible they have brilliant steaks they're very very good they'll give you some great seafood but their pork chop is just the most magnificent pork chop here and it's the house of lloyds make a mental note and when you find it you must go there in the evening again they have sometimes live music sometimes recorded music but it's a great place you have a little small impromptu dance floor that comes up there's a little house in the back mama floyd lives in the house with her son and daughter in law and the kids and uh, you know they cook there they they sort of have a great beautiful home and the 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 restaurant is just on the outside so that's very very nice here yeah and and other than that what about fiesta mayur the waffles and goat cheese and warm prawn salad 
you know, I don't even know if it's open anymore. If if I remember correctly, the the owner was a young lady called Yellow, and and they had this beautiful setting, really really nice. You know, we went and shot in the evening. Yes, it was I don't really know if it was candlelit or not, but it was very nice. We had waffles with goat cheese, warm prawn salad. She had all these breads. So this was again one of the better dining experiences at that time. Yeah, fancier places. I remember being beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Yellow is a is a fabulous chef. She does a great job, and she has a beautiful aesthetic sense. So that place was really beautiful. It was one of those places that you could walk into and just lose yourself for a couple of hours. Very goan, very chic, very laid back, very cool. So yeah, Fiesta was great. I hope they they're there, and I hope they open up after this shutdown ends, and because that would be a real loss. Also, a lot of lot of the. Who's who used to end up at uh, at Fiesta, especially in that area. And by the way, Mayur Lloyd is your uh, is related to you, yeah. He's also Braganza. Lloyd Lloyd Braganza. There you go. <laughs> first cousin. Yeah, first cousin. But Lloyd and Mayur Braganza from the house of Lloyds. <laughs> if you trace it back, everybody in Goa will be like a first cousin or a second cousin or a third cousin. Now. Another place that's literally is Atithi Bamboo, which they give bamboos to guests. Is that it? Is that it? Or what? What? What is that? Thing? <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, no, I think it was, it was, it was, it was a bamboo kind of hut, and it was on that. And this was actually not in Goa. I think this was, or oh, maybe it was, it was the last beach, Chivla Beach or something. We came in via that way. But they had Malwani food. I see. Is this the place that we had to climb stairs and sit on top and eat facing this forest kind of thing on the way to the airport? No, 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 no. No, as far as I remember, it was. It was just a place on the highway, and we just sort of got off the car and walked into the place and ate. It was a sort of nondescript highway dhaba that we ate in because there was nothing else that we found that day. There was absolutely no restaurants on that entire stretch, and this was the last place we reached there late at night. So we ate there. I I, I remember this. This is uh, this is uh, this is where we had really nice sole curry. Yes, I think this is the one. You in fact, this is the shot of Goa. Yes, yeah. I think it was just short of Goa. Exactly. As you were driving in. You're right. And yeah. for a long time, there was nothing. This was like a, a dhaba that comes along with nothing before or after. Right. I remember this place. I mean, really that nice. the, the food along that that whole coast. Yeah. I mean, you get the kokum because all all through the length of that coast, through the Western Ghats. And just that, the food with, with subtle differences. So, like a lot of times people will ask, yeah, but because Goan food is now a nice amalgamation of all the Catholic influences from uh, the Portuguese. And the Hindu influences, but you can still find out like the little little things which are this. So one said, for example, the Goans will use when they wanted to use souring agent, they'll use vinegar. Uh, the the Catholic food will use vinegar, and they'll use um, dried amsol, dried mango powder. Mm. But the the Hindu side is going to use uh, hing, is going to use imli, is going to use kokum. Mm. You know, then the the jag the the palm jaggery and the jaggery, the Hindus will use sugarcane juice jaggery. The Catholic influence will use the the palmyra that the, the Portuguese brought. So date palm, it's like a date palm. Their jaggery. So you have all those subtle subtle differences, but a lot of it is like now so beautifully amalgamated. And you know the one thing we're not talking about is again the Goan tradition of the bakeries, mm. which which started with the pao, which was done initially with with yeast, which was le- uh, with with dough, which was leavened with toddy, and then from there it went into like so many different types of breads and desserts and all. I mean, go and bake. Doesn't have any standalone bakeries like Pondicherry or Srinagar oh, or yeah. these. Oh, they, well, yeah. just that they very. Nobody knows about them, and they do very old style desserts and stuff. So they're but, not on like the bagas and the kalangoots. They're like in. No, not that side. They, Panjim has two or three brilliant ones. Confiteria. I forget the name. The other ones. So, and and they do. You know, and they do again both. They'll do that dodol 
which is the Hindu influenced dessert with uh, jaggery, coconut, and then they also do the bibinka and all, which is more Catholic. So they do, and the breads, man. Even now, every day we walk down the end of the street, or the poder will come on his cycle and he'll call out, and he's got five or six different types of breads in there. You have the paus, you have the poes, you have the the kanak. So that that tradition is still very very alive here. You can still walk down and for like fifty rupees get enough fish, and you have the rice, and you can do a rice curry fish with coconut uh, meal, a nice meal. So okay, now before we end with Donna Paula, I just want to give a little reminder to all our listeners. We've started this podcast as a part of bringing the highway to you until you can get back on the highway when this lockdown started. It has gone on longer than we thought. I'm talking about the lockdown, but the idea is by the time this lockdown ends and we are we have many states left we have delhi left we have i mean we have overseas left we you know we've shortened sri lanka malaysia indonesia singapore we have lots to bring you and many places within the country we've not finished yet but the idea is to build a community of food and travel lovers so that by the time this lockdown is over we can create a show together which is not backed by advertisers or by you know large channels which will tell you what to do but have a show that is backed by listeners subscribers and we head out on the highway and in different parts we take breaks where we have a little gatherings of those who are part of this community so sign on to the newsletter become a part of our database and as this plan unfolds and evolves we shall keep you posted on it so wherever you listen to this podcast click on that link it will open out a window fill in your details and you'll get our newsletter On that note, guys, tell me about Donna Paula, and then we shall say good night to our listeners. The the Donna Paula bit we already spoke of. I think that was the place where we went to the first meal we had with that. That is Miramar, that whole area. So the open kitchen where we had the romantic deal. So if you want to start and end with a romantic story, it's okay, Niku. But we're not here to indulge your fantasies, okay? We're here to give a food court before we go. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you guys ever want to know which are the best eating places to go to in Goa. Just go to our YouTube channel, Rocky and Mayur. It's one word: R O C K Y A N D M A Y U R. Rocky and Mayur, and enter Goa, and it'll give you all. It'll give you little ninety-second videos of the best places to eat it in Goa. I mean, there are so many that we haven't covered in the show, so we haven't spoken of. I mean, there's the absolutely magnificent thali at Ritz Classic. Uh, there's that other place that we went to, Mayur, just now with uh, with Nera. You and I and Nera went and ate like crabs till we almost died. Spice Goa. Spice Goa. That's another Goa. fabulous place with great thalis. There are there's Martins, which is like legendary and a little cliched because everybody talks about it, but it still does the best crab in the world. Martins in Goa. And this is in South Goa, and uh, I mean there are so many places. So just log on to YouTube, Rocky and Mayur, and catch those 90 second videos, and you'll get to know the best places. But of course, Highway on My Plate brings you sort of places that you may not have gone to. if you didn't know about them so that's sort of still the old source the really popular the really good the really famous places so two ways of finding the best food both got to do with rocky and mayur <laughs> so prashant you want to give us a goa story before we end with a food court come on prashant no i'm just being fascinated by all the places you guys have been going to and eating I mean, my my trips have been very few. I've just gone a couple of times on shoots, you know, maybe a couple of days at most. I really haven't spent time in Goa, so I really don't have too much to say about Goa. I mean, whenever I've gone, I've enjoyed the place. You know, it has a certain vibe to it, uh, and and I love seafood, so that is always a big one for me. But 
really, I think for me, I can't think beyond that Madhai meal, frankly. <laughs> I think the chorizo, the sausage was so good, <laughs> so spicy. I know that bland rice, you know, the sausage and that rice was just, just hit a spot. But yeah, I mean, the food's generally been good, but nothing's really left an impression on me. Like, Oh man, you have to come back and visit. Yeah, it's been long time, 2007, 2008 is when, you know, we've done these trips. Yeah, yeah, Prashant, now you'll be happy to know that those Goan sausages come in a packet and that's the one that Commander Donde also used. Yeah. And they're pre-packed and they're absolutely brilliant and you can buy them from Goa anytime you're there. You can also order them online. You can buy them in any big shop. They're in sealed, you know, sort of vacuum-packed bags. They last for about three months and you come back home and just put them in rice and that's it. You can have that again and again. Yep. Mm. On that note, shall we give the food court, lads? Yes. It is India's favorite holiday spot. It has ocean surf, but is a little hot. <laughs> Goa has it all. Lobster ki tail, ya phir ho madhi ka globe trotting sail. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Coconut rice and fish curry. But remember in Goa, no one's in a hurry. Because when you... Come to the beach, please don't try too hard. Just lie back and be sausigard. Ah, wow, wow. Ah, they say winter is the best time to go to Goa, but I say any time of the year, you can go there, but if you really want to swoon, close your eyes and go there in monsoon. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. us today. Wow. Good one, good one. So listen, uh, get to Goa, eat well, drink well, take care of people, be happy, laugh a little bit, enjoy yourselves and uh, have fun, have fun. <laughs> right guys, take care of yourselves, take care of those around you, make sure no one starves to death if you can help it and good night lads, thank you for making the time. Adios, bye-bye listeners. Bye. Bye, guys. See you. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe.